Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Um, GM of Queensland Rural Fire Brigade uh, is Justin Chavot, Chavot, and he joins me this morning. He's at West Tech Field Days for the next couple of days, and he joins me this morning. Justin, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. And good morning from Barcaldon. What a fantastic place to be once every few years. Everybody in the Central West coming together. It's going to be a fantastic couple of days. No doubt you'll be talking to a lot of people that, that everybody is on board and ready to go. And um, and obviously, there is a, a, a lot to get through. Let's talk some good news. New trucks are coming. Um, and we've seen the support from the government. I don't give them a lot of credit because over a period of time, they haven't deserved it. But they really have got this one right. They understood the need to replace a lot of trucks for the Rural Fire Brigade. And they are making sure that they get on top of this. That, that's right, Donna. It's it's the biggest spend rural fires ever had on trucks. So it goes way beyond just replacing the trucks that are aging. You know, we've got a lot of a lot of vehicles in the fleet that are over 22 years old. It goes beyond that. So the the they were planning to build 127 trucks. That has now been increased by another 285. Right, 285 extra trucks, wow. which is 412 in total over the next three to four years. So this. This goes beyond us just being able to go to a brigade, your truck's old, here's a replacement for it. it it's the first time going to allow the brigades to say, this truck I've got a number of years ago now doesn't meet my community needs. Can I get a different type of truck or an extra truck? And it'll allow the actual, for the first time really, the allocation of the proper resource to the, to the, that the brigade needs to defend its community. So it's, it's beyond just spending money, and, and but speaking of spending money, that $85 million extra that the minister made the fire service find, they found it internally. So it's not extra funding from, from Treasury, so it's not taking money from schools or hospitals or anything like that. It's making the, the QFES, which harvests about a billion dollars of all of our money each year, it's making the QFES look internally and, and find that money and spend it on the brigade, something they haven't done previously. And that's the big thing that we probably need to realise, that they've finally come to the party after all the begging um, and, and, and the drama. They've finally come to the party. And this is a good news story, so I'm really happy about that. What I'm it, not, it is, Dolly. Yeah. What I'm not happy about, Justin, and, and just explain to our listeners, we talked with Sean Dillon a little earlier, uh, the Bar Calder Mayor, and the push for renewables is everywhere. Now, 30K is out of... Um, Rockhampton. They're trying to clear and knock over mountains and to build these wind farms. But the wind farms, it's almost impossible to get vehicles anywhere near it, planes to get near it for bushfires. Now, this is this is the areas where you guys have to come in and you look at it. We've talked to you over the years about the drama with national parks and managing the fuel on the ground in the national parks. We've talked about how um, rural fire brigades are, are hamstrung at different times. Are you guys having – it's all right that they want to get all this up and running and collaborate, but they've got to make it accessible for rural fire brigades to get there if there is a lightning strike. They can't just have these big monstrosities, oh, we're getting renewables, and, and people can't get to them. And if they do start fires in that area, that they get away on them, and so they could be burning out other people's properties. That's the real issues that I'm seeing at the moment. That's right, and, and like people were into the superannuation trusts 10, 15 years ago were investing in timber um, and, and then didn't maintain their risk. 
uh, wind farms, main roads, government departments, um, sustainable forests, forestry, they're all landholders. They're not different to you or I. And they all have a legal um, responsibility to manage the fuel load on their property. And if there is a fire, to, to stop that fire leaving their property and, and travelling on to their neighbours. And if they don't make reasonable provision to do that, they can be sued. Um, the, the difficulty I expect is that for many years, the story that the fire services have been telling has been of an urban fire service. And that's where if you pay your money each year, which is the QFES gets its billion dollars from the taxpayers, all you have to do is ring triple zero and a truck will turn up and fix your problem. And, and that works in the metro area. But it doesn't work across the vast majority of Queensland, like 97 and 98% of Queensland. So it's the fire service being able to go to these landholders and go, you have a legal responsibility. A rural fire brigade is just there to help you. It's a community organisation. It's a club full of people who just happen to do fantastic and sometimes dangerous things. But they're only there to help you as a landholder. So you must meet your legal obligation. And and a number of landholders, like defence, can be quite good, whereas they get third parties in to to maintain the risk for them who specialise in um, in mitigating risk and, and reducing fuel loads. It's a conversation that needs to be had with these, with these different companies and government departments, but there's no stick. So a rural fire, it's very subjective. It's like the difference between speeding and dangerous driving, as explained to me by a deputy, a deputy commissioner of police. Yep. So if you're speeding, you're doing 70 in a 60 zone, right? You, you're, you're empirically measured, you're going too fast. Here you go, there's your fine, on a piece of paper, pay that, or you go to court. Cool. But you can't do that with fuel load. So it's more like dangerous driving. I feel like you were dangerous driving dangerously. And the the person will obviously say, well, that's subjective. I feel that I wasn't. And that's what we haven't got in Queensland. Now, we wrote about this in our submission to the bushfire review. Remember, we had enormous fires in 2018 and 19 in Queensland. That was five years ago. Yeah. At the end of that, there was a bushfire inquiry. and We wrote into it and said, we need to be able to go to a landholder and say, you need to reduce your risk. And then if the landholder doesn't, for the fire service to then say, we are going to, to reduce your risk either through a third party or, or through the fire service, and then we are going to bill you for it and make that enforceable. That's what we haven't got. So it's it's the rural fire brigades or rural fire paid staff can go to a wind farm or, or, or go to main roads or go... Yeah, I agree completely, Justin. Um, just quickly, mate, um, roadside burning is an issue. We're very dry across Queensland, um, and I know this is important. Um, I, I'm worried spot fires can start at the drop of a hat, and it's not the responsibility of the farmer or the grazier to have to manage that. You're right. So you, if you were just talking to Sean Dillon before me, he would have told you that it was a fire on Sunday out at um, Alpha and that it started from the roadside. Now, people start fires. Um, on the way out, I saw a caravan and a car that was burned out on the side of the road. TMR is one of the greatest landholders in the state. Um, rural fire brigades have for, for years now had difficulty in dealing with TMR, um, in, getting, in working with them to burn along the roadside to keep their communities safe. So much so in 2000, in April this year, um, Robert Lang, the local RFBAQ rep from Rockhampton, flew down to Brisbane and we both went in and we saw um, the Minister's Office from Transport and Main Roads and said, we need a statewide policy because 
currently it's down to the locals and some locals don't like burning and some locals don't have a budget and some locals are really good to deal with. So we need a whole statewide policy. Um, this is on the back of so many fires starting on the Bruce Highway in the 110 zone north of Rockhampton. Um, and, and so we don't want the fires to start on the highway and then move into landholders blocks. But we also want to be able to use the, the highways as a break uh, when the fires travel through in the bad fire season. We've been spinning our wheels with TMR, um, so much so that I, I got a message from the minister's office uh, a couple of weeks ago saying the director general of TMR was going to give us a call and get something started, and they haven't. So we've missed the opportunity to burn, to do a wholesale roadside burning across the state this year. Um, the other thing with TMR is those fire danger rating signs that are going up, the new solar powered ones. Um, they have a statewide policy and an agreement to put them up on the side of roads, but locally TMR is making it difficult and none of those signs have not gone up in fire season. So these things aren't going to be achieved this fire season, but I would, I would welcome a very, very senior person from TMR getting on the phone very soon so we can get a policy in place so the brigades and the government department can have some certainty and get roadside burning in ahead of next year's fire season because historically we know we get a couple of bad fire seasons in a row. So we had 2018-19 and then we had 19-20 and we're going to have a big fire season this year and we're going to have a big fire season next year and we've really got to get stuck into that roadside burning um, ahead of next year's fire season. It's, it's, we've missed the boat on this one. Yeah. Justin, there's so much we can talk to. People can go and see you at West Tech today and tomorrow, no doubt. Uh, yes, yes. Please, please come in. Um, with that, that fire that was at Alpha the other day, um, a brigade member came into the Barcaldon area office yesterday, and this is, this is the perfection of rural fire. This is why it's the best organisation in the state. The Barcaldon area office is open again. A landholder who was a brigade member was fighting that fire came in and he said, um, I need a new piece for my slip-on unit. He's had a photo of the bit he needed on the phone. Nathan, the brigade training and support officer, took him out to the shed, got him the piece he needed, and he went home and he, and he put it on his slip-on unit. But that landholder said when he was in the office, that fire was a real wake-up call for me to, to get all my gear ready. And, and please, all your people who are listening out there who are landholders, please go and check the, the motor on your slip-on unit. Go and check the pump. Make sure your couplings work. Because when you want it, you're going to want it in a hurry and you're going to want it to work. Fire season is here. And if you do need something, come to the bar called and the area office has been reopened. So we're bringing services back to the West and get the bits and pieces you need to be able to defend yourself. Yeah, I agreed 100%. Really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you very much. Good on you. We're going to take a break, come back. This is Rural Queensland today. Justin Chavot with us this morning. We'll take a break, come back with more.